Hi, it's Caroline Shu here. It's June 19th, and today a uh, review of two solo American artists at, in Hong Kong at the Nine Queens Road Central Building. I'm going to be talking briefly about Philip Guston at the Hauser and Worth Gallery, and also Richard Serra, who's presenting new drawings at the David Werner Gallery. So first up, Philip Guston. Philip Guston, born 1913, who passed away in 1980. Um, he was a contemporary and friend of William G. Kooning, an important New York abstract expressionist. And then after that sort of movement, incorporated back figurative works into his paintings. This is a first of exhibition of his in Asia, and it covers all periods of his work from the 50s onwards. There are two floors of the gallery uh, with approximately 40 works of art, both oil paintings as well as drawings, and the exhibition is in chronological order. So starting in the 1950s, you have uh, Philip Guston's work, the kind of just pure abstraction work. There are two works uh, from this period that have kind of short brush strokes in either black or red or gray, and as viewers may or may not know, Philip Guston was very prone to this color pink that was kind of a pink, muddy, gray, putty kind of pink. And he used it quite often as work. It's almost like a signature. Um, after the pure abstract works, he then has, which, which feature these dense black shapes that kind of usually in the middle, um, the surface extremely painterly. You have that feeling of the marks being made on top of other marks, and these then stop. And um, he then proceeded on to do a series of what he called pure drawings. And this was at a time when he was questioning his artistic style, and he stopped painting, I think, for about two years. And these markings are on just regular. Um, horizontal white paper and for instance one might be a line that goes from top left to bottom right corner of the page but unlike just a straight line in one vigorous force or brushstroke it's something that he kind of starts and stops you feel every two inches or so kind of a stopping and of like a, a jaggering effect it's almost as though he's building in this kind of unskilled more more time or taking more time or having these breaks and this is of course in stark contrast to the extraordinary draftsmanship ability that he had as a kid and he was able to draw from the age of 16 in a really prestigious prodigious beautiful manner and then in the during the works project administration also completed and worked on a number of large format murals, first in Mexico because he admired the artist Diego Rivera, and these were very kind of heroic um, images that he painted of the worker and the dignity of man. And so he's someone who's very profoundly skilled at um, proportionate depictions of the body or you know can draw um, realistic perspective very well and yet he turns his back on all of that and certainly in the abstract expressions drawings and then the pure line drawings and then later on the added figuration of 
the 60s and 70s uh, before he passes away in early 80. Um, in the exhibition, there's a painting called that features um, images with, a f with figures with hoods. And these hooded figures are, come out of his um, interest in a series of kind of political cartoons and world events at that day um, featuring Klansmen, Ku Klux Klansmen. And yet he talks later about how the hooded figures also represented himself. They present, represented perhaps the masking of himself and his feelings in, in relation to the war, but also perhaps the idea of the lone artist who is behind the scenes. So in this painting called Riding Around from 1969, uh, 137 by 200 centimeters, you see three hooded figures with little eye slits and kind of a patchwork of zigzags on their triangular pointed hoods, and they are smoking cigars. One has, there's three of them, uh, it's a convertible, and it's a black car with pink tires. Again, you see that very kind of signature Philip Guston pink. And then behind that in the sky, you have this very flat, light pale gray with very stylized bean-like clouds in rows that kind of float upwards. And then in the middle ground, you have a continuous red brick building with these um, rectangles, black rectangles for windows. And to me, it has the sense of freedom and joy riding around, perhaps a early summer day in New York City with his friends. And it kind of has this contrast between the ominous, a um, little bit scary figure of these hooded figures. You know, is he suggesting that Klansmen are just like you and I and they could really enjoy joy riding around the city with friends on a summer's day? Or is he alluding to, are they, you know, looking for people to, you know, kind of beat up? Who knows? But that kind of tension, that kind of ambiguity between innocence and something more malicious is, I think, something Philip Guston is constantly questioning. Um, and the, the technique in which he depicts all these is a very, very flat manner. It's the kind of anti-perspective. There's really has more to do with cartoons. It's extremely flat. You don't see any kind of volume defined other than two lines over the back fender of, of the rear of the car that denotes a little bit of, you know, the reflection of the curve of that back fender. So, riding around 1969 by Philip Guston. And also in the exhibition is a number of these drawings that I've talked about, the pure line drawings that are from 1967. I've described one that is a jagged line going from top left corner to bottom right. Another one, they're all untitled, another one are a row of five um, vertical little segment lines that form a row and they're almost like raindrops so they have one two three four five six six going five going across and six going down and they're all kind of very neat um, and that's one of the drawings another drawing is again another um, series of six thick black marks that are going vertical again across the, the, the page. Um, 
And then to talk a little bit about his later work, there's an image called The Poet from 1975. Now, Philip Guston's wife, uh, Musa McKim, was a poet, and he also illustrated a number of her poems as well as poets and poems that she admired. And this was featured in an exhibition last year at the Academia in Venice during the time of the Venice Biennale. Um, and it was called Philip Guston and the Poets. It was a wonderful exhibition that I saw, not only because the poems were blown up very large, and you can see the poems side by side with the paintings, and you could also see specific paintings that Philip Guston chose to illustrate in relation to um, the poetry. So one is um, Sailing to Byzantium that you see illustrated in that exhibition. There are some of those works illustrated, but I wanted to talk about this one poem called The Poet, 1975. It's in a private collection. It's in very typical fashion of Philip Guston painted, um, it's almost a square, 175 by 188, and the whole painting is covered in various marks of pink and white and red and kind of blue-gray as well as gray-brown, and it's very flat, so you don't feel like, again, you don't have that perspective. The top half of the painting is taken up with a spider's web that he's depicted in red, kind of this, you know, kind of like a stuttering line almost. And in the middle of the spider's web is a eye that's facing left. To the right of the spider is a kind of a bean head, which he calls his figures, so a curve and then an eye that is looking the same direction as the eye in the middle of the web. And then in the middle ground, you have this kind of striation of blue grays mixed in with the pinks that actually to me feels like a bit of a tribute to the Impressionists and to um, Monet's painting uh, Soleil Levant which was one of the first that coined the word Impressionism that kind of idea of the impression of late afternoon light on water and there's kind of that poet poetic illusion I think to um, the quality of the, how the paint is um, melded and, and blended and there's kind of a lot to see within the paint itself. So the paint itself is very, kind of contains a lot of emotion. And in the bottom you kind of see um, a rolled up scroll, again in a very kind of simplified cartoon-like way, two ends of the scroll rolled in with little dots that stand in for words. And I think what draws me to this painting is that it looks so completely simple. It looks as though it's something that you and I could do, and yet he's managed to convey with such simplicity kind of a reverence, not only for the word, but perhaps for the natural world or for the interconnectedness of all of us, um, looking at poetry, reading literature. And I think there's this kind of dreamy aspect as well with the pinks and the reds that one could easily kind of get lost in forever. So that I wanted to um, conclude with um, the Philip Guston exhibition at Hausenworth in Hong Kong on the 16th floor. Um, good exhibitions on for another two months, I believe. 
Um, and then next in the same building, I wanted to talk about Richard Serra. Richard Serra is presenting new drawings at the David Zwirner Gallery. Now, Richard Serra, born 1938, is mostly known and famous for being um, a large-scale sculptor. His probably one of the most famous works is called Tilted Arc, which was a large sheet of steel that curved in one way convex and another concave and dissected, um, I think it was the New York Federal Plaza, in a way that blocked the walking of people into the entrance. And it was so unpopular that it was then taken away and ultimately destroyed. And his drawing has talked about is that his drawings are kind of the way he thinks about things and how he manages to talk about his work and any of the sculptures that he makes and he's very famous for usually start in kinds of drawings. Now this series is um, his most recent completed drawings in his studio apparently this past spring and they're mainly large square shapes so approximately 120 by 120 cm's and there are approximately 25 of them it's a white paper and the ink used is the kind of a deepest blackest black and they all explore this idea of drag marks um, going from top to bottom seemingly like from a large paintbrush in a very much a vertical orientation and this repetition of this process top to bottom, top to bottom, top to bottom, top to bottom. It conveys this type of practice, a kind of a process, which Sarah, I think, is using to think about just this action. It's not really clear what or why right now, but it's, it's kind of fascinating to see the variations between them. Some of them have much more kind of drag on the top, with very, very little on the bottom. Some of them you can see um, are very dense, almost like a whole other square block of black ink. And if you come up close, you can see also that there are these kind of uh, places where the ink has caught on the paper. So they form little like balls and little pillings on the drawing. And, you know, kind of small to large, large to small. You can almost see them as tiny little sculptures on paper. Um, perhaps I'm, I'm extrapolating a little bit too far, but you know, I think to see also the experience of 30 something of these um, over and over and over and over again was a little bit too overwhelming for me. And I could see how if you just had one of these in a room with a view to a beautiful Zen garden and a place to meditate, it would actually in many ways be something you could meditate on and Maybe it could invoke the idea of rain, or it could be this idea of lightness and heaviest, heaviness. Um, so I think actually to be able to pick one and see one would be a more beautiful way to experience it. And yet there's also a value in seeing the whole series and trying to figure out which one perhaps for the viewer might be the one that you would be lucky enough to take home if you were able to do that. Um, so that is also my quick review of Richard Serra's new drawings at the David Swinner Gallery in Hong Kong, also up until August. Thank you very much.